Hello, welcome to the podcast. I invite you to follow along as we seek to build a firm foundation. Let's walk together as we grow our faith with every step. This podcast is titled Big Hope in a Little Bundle. First, I just want to say how happy I am to be back, and I want to welcome all of you back, too. And now let's get started right away as we begin in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with so much thankfulness in our hearts for sending us a Savior. We thank you for the hope that we now have, and we are so grateful for your perfect love for us, a love that's life-changing. Remind us when we start to get caught up in our Christmas celebrations to refocus our hearts and remember why we're celebrating. Remind us to be more like Jesus, helping those less fortunate this Christmas. We also ask, Lord, for you to help those of us who are struggling this holiday season to have a happy heart filled with your peace. We ask this all in your perfect Son's name. Amen. Okay, so Christmas is the perfect time to revisit God's love for us and praise him for his ultimate gift to us, his son, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, which means God with us. The greatest gift of all is when God sent his son to earth to live here with us in the flesh, fully human and yet still fully God. Just as it tells us in John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And with this gift, so came the possibility of hope. But not only the possibility of hope, but hope itself. Big hope in the form of a newborn baby. And because of the birth of Jesus, we have that gift of hope. But I wonder if we really grasp the magnitude of that. Our Savior was born. My Savior was born. Your Savior was born. And this gift is so great because a Savior is just what you and I need. What we all need. What we all always needed. Salvation. Forgiveness for our past help for the things we struggle with in the present, and a promise for our future. Hope for each and every one of us, all wrapped up in this beautiful gift, a little bundle that brought big hope. But like any gift, for it to be ours, we have to accept it. John 3.16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. But we have to believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Ask him for forgiveness and to come into our hearts and into our lives to live. And when we do, we have the promise of eternity with him. And we can come just as we are, no change necessary. And trust me when I tell you that he will bring the change in us from the inside. A mind set on Jesus has no choice but to change the heart 
living in that same body. What a gift. Big hope. And during the Christmas season, we can express our thankfulness for this gift by trying to remember to slow down long enough to be truly grateful for the real reason we celebrate Christmas. It's meant to be a time to remember the birth of our Savior and experience the joy that he brings, but it can easily get lost in all the noise and all the chaos. With so many things vying for our attention, it's no wonder that it unconsciously gets put on the back burner. And if you're anything like me, you struggle with trying to do it all this time of year. But something's got to give. So for me, besides not taking enough time out for God, it's usually my housework that suffers and gets pushed aside. And then I'm racing against the clock trying to clean my house before company arrives. But during that time, before I get things in my house straightened back around and in order, when I'm so busy... I would be really embarrassed if someone were to come knocking on my door unannounced. I really wouldn't even want to open the door to them. But this holiday season, I want to open the door of my heart a little more to Jesus. Make more room for Him. He's the one we need to welcome into our home. I want to remember to just take a breath and slow down. I plan on leaving a little less space in my mind for the worrying if everything is just perfect and just so and make more space for him. Just as the lyrics say in that Christmas song, we all know joy to the world. Let every heart prepare him room. Now, I in no way want to gloss over what many experience this time of year. Sometimes the interruptions are simply things like getting the shopping done, the gifts wrapped, the cookies made, or the house cleaned. And these kinds of things can be very overwhelming, but other times the things that set us back and get in the way of the wonder we're supposed to feel this time of year are much more serious and the hope and joy that I spoke of earlier is far harder to embrace. Some may even dread the coming of the holidays, wondering how they'll even get through. They may be dealing with family struggles, financial struggles, loss of a job or a home, illness or depression. Some are even trying to cope with the death of a loved one. And the holidays may seem more like something to survive rather than celebrate. This year has been especially difficult. So many have lost someone they love. And my heart goes out to you. I'm deeply sorry for your loss. And you are in my prayers. And all I can suggest during this time is that you seek God in his direction. Know that it's okay to cry and that it's okay to ask God the hard questions. In the Bible, Jeremiah speaks of being sure that everything that he had been through, God had allowed. But even after going through everything he had, knowing God had allowed it, he still held on to hope. How could he still have that hope? Well, he remembered that because of God's great 
unfailing love, we are promised that we will not be completely consumed. He knew that every day was a new day, and with it came new compassion from the Lord. He said, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. What this means is he knew that the Lord was his source of happiness and that his inheritance was with the Lord, an eternal inheritance in his kingdom. And because of this, we know that God is worth waiting for. So give God time to answer. and Give yourself time to grieve and adjust and know that God mourns with you. We know this because the Bible tells us on more than one occasion that Jesus wept because of his compassion. And each day, remember that God gives us fresh mercy and compassion. We're promised a constant supply of these things. That's what it means when the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. So just take one day at a time. And when you need to, call to mind a verse that I've referred to before, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And just keep in mind that God is sovereign and he's still in control. He understands things that we do not. And nothing happens without your Father in heaven noticing. So expect what you do not know yet, but what He can make from whatever you're enduring. Things that you haven't even imagined. There is hope. Big hope. God has good planned for you. Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And Psalm 33, 11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. He puts his heart into every plan that he has for you. So try to find peace in the little moments, each their own, and focus on those, one at a time. Count each one as a blessing, and then, as hard as it may be at times, try to shift your attention and turn your focus on others. You've been placed in a position where you have an opportunity to help others who may also need to be comforted. And when we get our comfort from God, we learn how to be a comfort to others. The Bible tells us this in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. And for all of us, no matter our situation this Christmas, so many could benefit if we set our hearts into the same mindset as Jesus. We can use this time during the holidays as a time to serve others, whether it's choosing a child's name off of one of those many trees we see when we're out and about, or adopting a nursing home resident and making their Christmas a little brighter, or leaving a gift for your mailman. Just as long as it's turning our hearts and our minds outward. And there are many things we can do to serve others that are just simple acts.
We can find ways to serve our husband at home. If his job is to take out the trash, maybe do it for him. We could babysit for a young couple who needs to finish their Christmas shopping for their children. Or we could go through our belongings and pick out some things that we could donate to a local charity. We don't always have to spend money. And sometimes by spending less, we're actually giving more. It's about serving, living our life by the example that Christ has set for us. And in doing so, we bless others. And that is really such a blessing to ourselves too. So as this podcast comes to a close, I want to encourage you to set your hearts on loving others as Christ loves us. And as we do, we'll embrace that sense of wonder that should always be yoked with Christmas. I'd like to leave you with some verses to inspire you to invest the love of Christ in others this holiday season. Because at Christmas, and really throughout the year, we're not only appointed, but we're entrusted to do so. Proverbs 22.9 A generous man will himself be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Encourage one another and build each other up. John 15.12 My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Galatians 6.2 Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Hebrews 13.16 And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Romans 12:13 Share with God's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Luke 3:11 The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. James 2:15 and 16 Suppose brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, if one of you says to him, "Go, I wish you well," keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? Deuteronomy 15.11 There will always be poor people in the land, therefore I command you to be open-handed toward your brothers and toward the poor and needy. 1 John 3.18 Let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Galatians 5.14 For the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. I pray that these bits of scripture have stirred something in you as they have in me. And before I leave you today, I say this year let's prepare our hearts for Christmas and all that God has for us by focusing on Him and His love for us. Let's remember that this season is set apart for us to remember that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior and that Jesus took everything upon himself to do so. But let us also remember that we can turn to him when the holidays get overbearing and we can experience his peace. This is maybe my very favorite Christmas verse. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, 
and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And as I say goodbye, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas as I leave you with this one last verse, a verse filled with big hope. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join me again next time as we seek to grow closer to our Maker with every stop.